Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Tonight, we've got Kathy Lehman. Hello. Brian Townsend. Greetings out there in podcast land. And Melvin Ladera. Hello, everyone. So, what are we fighting about this time, Damon? Uh, This week's battle is... Uh, a good one. It's best token minority, and best is however you want to take it. Uh, most offensive, the one that defines tokenism the best, what, whichever you like to do. Uh, Mike, how do our fights here work? Well, Damon, we have an NCAA tournament-style bracket. We pit two competitors against one another and put it to a vote. Majority wins, and that person moves on to the next level. The panel can decide the battle any way they see fit, who is hotter, stronger, faster, or uh, in this case, in this case only, you can judge them by the color of their skin. We uh, just use uh, any criteria you want. It's what we call geek logic. Uh, What's geek logic, Mike? Well, geek logic uh, can best be described by this pre-recorded message. Si el diccionario de Webster era suficientemente iluminada para tener una entrada sobre el lógico geek, lo definirá como cualquier argumento que puedes usar para soportar tu elección. Tú definirás las termas como tú quieres, solo que tú entiendes el sentido. And that's geek logic. Okay, let's start the fights. We're going to jump right in, right to the top of the most offensive bracket in my, well, personal opinion. And it starts with Smurfette, from the Smurfs, obviously, versus Franklin from Charlie Brown. And I'm going to go with Franklin because nobody remembers that Charlie Brown even had a black character. And, come on, that's it for me. So, I'm going Franklin. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go Smurfette uh, as the only female Smurf uh, I think she uh, she certainly had an uphill fight with uh, all the male Smurfs around her, and uh, I think uh, I'm going to pick her. Kathy, uh, just for the same reason that you that nobody remembers that Franklin was black, he may as well have been another white kid. Uh, he just happened to be colored a little darker, um, but Smurfette was in the middle of this entire species of male blue guy and she was the only one and why did she have to be there because they had to have a girl um so i'm gonna vote for smurfette a vote for smurfette brian yeah well uh eventually they did add other female characters to the smurfs however Franklin remains alone as the only little bit of dark ink in the middle of uh, Peanuts comic strips. So Franklin gets my vote. All right, it's all tied up and coming to you there, Melvin. Oh, wow. Uh, Well, I would have to say Smurfette on this one because, I mean, 
character I recall from Smurfs. I don't recall them ever having any others, but then again, I never really watched the Smurfs, you know, religiously. But um, I have to say Smurfette. Franklin, you know, he never did anything significantly black on Peanuts. So I can't really give it to him. All right, a vote for Smurfette, and Smurfette moves on, and we are too. Moving on to the next fight, Mike. This one is yours. It is Black Vulcan versus uh, from Super Friends versus El Dorado from Super Friends. Hmm. You know, uh, both of these are, are pretty significant uh, token characters uh, that they had to introduce for a little bit of diversity. And while Black Vulcan does continue the the great tradition of superheroes who uh, will have black in their name if they are black. Uh, El Dorado, I think, is actually just a little bit more offensive. Uh, he would uh, constantly put in uh, just random Spanish words and say C and strange fake words like rapido, uh, things like that. Uh, black Vulcan has also kind of stood the test of time and was really just a knockoff of, of Black Lightning. But uh, El Dorado was pretty much just invented for uh, for this cartoon, and uh, I think that edges, or gives him the uh, the edge just a little bit. Okay, Kathy? Now, I had to actually read up on these guys, um, and reading up on them, I vaguely remember them, but um, I'm just going to have to say um, Black Vulcan, be- because I found out that Phil Lamar does his voice in Harvey Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on the list later on. Uh, yes. <laughs> Brian? Um, well, essentially, for me, what makes a token a token is the fact that their only purpose in existing in whatever universe or whatever show they're on is to be the character of that color or representing whatever they're supposed to represent ethnically. Now, with Black Vulcan and El Dorado, you have two prime examples of somebody who's supposed to be the black guy and somebody who's supposed to be the Latino guy. So that kind of bounces. However, as Mike pointed out earlier, Black Vulcan has black in his name. So that's like a double, you know, blackness. He's, he's the black guy. Notice he's black. He's Black Vulcan. Black Vulcan. So that kicks him over the edge over El Dorado. Now, El Dorado was pretty damn cheesy. This was a real, real tight one. But, and, you know, he needed to be called, you know, El Mexicano. If he had been called El Mexicano or something like that, then it would have gone to him. But Black isn't, isn't that a restaurant? I don't <laughs> believe so. Uh, Melvin? Uh, I have to agree with uh, Black Vulcan. I think uh, uh, Black being the name, uh, as Brian mentioned earlier, um, it clearly, you know, he's the clear, the clear token for that group. Um, and I don't quite really remember El Dorado that much, so it goes to Black Vulcan for me. Black Vulcan. Um, unfortunately, El Dorado already lost. El Dorado is so offensive, they don't show the episodes anymore. That's how offensive El Dorado is. So I'm ashamed that he's leaving now, and Black Vulcan is moving on. But I'm giving my vote to El Dorado, and we are moving on as well. Uh, Kathy, this one is yours. It is Winston from Ghostbusters versus Oscar Martinez from The Office. Now, I think I think the character of Winston totally could have been white or black. It really didn't matter as long as it was somebody who wasn't a scientist. 
and and wasn't involved in the total invention of Ghostbusters. Uh, whereas Oscar Martinez in in the office is often uh, cited as being Latino and gay, so he's got the the double token thing going there, and he has to face so much prejudice from Michael that he just wins hands down. Uh, vote for Oscar, Brian. Um, yeah, Winston. It, it never even really comes up that he has an ethnicity. And uh, he's just Winston. He's Winston. All the way through both the movies and the animated series, he's just Winston. Whereas Oscar, he's that Latino guy. He's that gay guy. They're constantly going to him in the most offensive way that they can come up with to point out the fact that he's somehow different. So He's the token. Vote for Oscar. Melvin. I say Oscar as well, because he basically, on The Office, yeah, The Office is a very diverse show, um, but he, of all the diverse characters, Oscar represents the token character of anything. doesn't matter that he's Hispanic, doesn't matter that he's gay. He is the token, because, you know, I think of Stanley, I don't think of him as a token. Um, there's the other black guy, but not, not so quite a token. Mindy Kaling, not a token. Uh, Oscar is the token. All right. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to agree with all of you and vote for Oscar, but not because he's the token Hispanic guy, because he's the token gay guy. So my vote goes to Oscar. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, you know, it's not, even though I probably do agree with you guys. Uh, I just got to give some love to Winston uh, because, you know, he will he'll believe anything you want if there's a steady, steady paycheck in it. Uh, you're right about that. We're moving on to our next fight. Uh, this one is the new Blue Beetle that I believe his name is Jamie or Jaime. I don't know how you pronounce it. I don't speak Canadian. Uh, versus Long Duck Dong. Brian, that's yours. <laughs> okay. As much as as Jaime or Jamie, Jaime, is, is a stereotypical Latino character, he is not an embarrassment to his race in the same way that Long Duck Dong is. So I'm going to have to shoot this one to the long duck dick joke named Asian. Long duck dong. Melvin. All right. Long duck dong has set back people of my race for many, many years. Um, And he's created a stereotype that has, you know, kind of, you know, that precedes me. So I'm going to have to go with long duck dong as offensive as that character can be. Um, all right. Much respect. A vote for Long Duck Dong. Uh, I would vote for the new Blue Beetle because the only reason that they, the only reason DC wanted him around, and I know Paul will disagree because he knows the guy who created him and he gets upset when I say this. But uh, he, the only reason he's around is because he they needed more brown people. They they at the same time they had a new uh, Black Firestorm and I'm trying to remember uh, an Asian Adam. They they started throwing some color back in the DC universe. Uh, but Long Duck Dong, as everyone else has said, has set back Asians light years for the last 20 years. Asians are just getting back to the point they were at in 1985, 6, whenever 16 Candles came out. So I got to go Long Duck Dong. Mike? Well, uh, even though I think he's already lost, I think I am going to go with the Blue Beetle. 
because even though Long Duck Dong is certainly one of the most offensive stereotypes, uh, I don't think that he really qualifies as a token. Uh, a token is actually almost an attempt to to artificially appear racially sensitive, and uh, I don't think there's any racial sensitivity in Long Duck Dong. He's basically just making fun of Asians. And uh, the other reason I, I would vote for Blue Beetle is, uh, you know, I, I hope a Mexican moves on to the next round somewhere in here. <laughs> we, we we do. Oscar moved on. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and actually, one other thing is, uh, out of all the... Uh, the color that DC injected into their universe when they brought in uh, Blue Beetle and the Atom and uh, Firestorm. Uh, he's the only one that survived. Yeah, he is. Uh, Kathy? Well, I'd never heard of the new Blue Beetle until I looked at this list and looked him up. Um, and I just watched 16 Candles a couple weeks ago and Long Duck Dong and his American girlfriend just are too funny. To pass up, so I'm going to go with Long Duck Dong. Long LDD, Long Duck Dong. Moving on, and we are to Melvin. This one is yours. It is the black guy on Saturday Night Live versus the black guy in horror films. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I think the black guy on Saturday Night Live, uh, only because that black guy has to represent every black guy, uh, with the exception. Of I guess, uh, I guess uh, President Obama, but uh, every everyone else is represented by the same person. Usually, uh, recently Keenan, and you know throughout the years, it's always been that you know one person representing. He has to encompass so many different types of people. All right, and that's a lot of work. Whereas the black guy in horror films, all he does is dies. Um, there's nothing really significant about that. All right. All right. A vote for the black guy in SNL. And I'm going to go with the black guy in horror films because it became such a stereotype to kill the black guy at the beginning of the horror film that now there's a whole nother one where the black guy survives all the way to the end because you expect him to die. So I got to and, – and, and the guy that – the black guy that survives all the way to the end is always a bitch. It's never like the cool stud black guy. It's always the whiny, crying, scared of everything black guy. So that's the one I'm going with. Mike? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the black guy on SNL. I mean, not only uh, is that people like Garrett Morris, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, uh, some some absolutely amazing talent, but the black guy on SNL also had to play, in addition to every black guy on the show, had to play the black women so that the white woman wouldn't have to put on blackface. So that made him kind of uh, additionally token, and I'm going to go with the black guy on Saturday Night Live. All right, Kathy. I am also going to go with black guy on SNL because there always has to be a black guy on SNL, whereas there doesn't have to be a black guy in horror films. All right. Brian? Well, um, uh, the comment on, on an earlier point, the black guy in horror films isn't always the whiny one. The uh, spoiler alert, the black guy who makes it to the end of Dawn of the Dead, the original virgin, he's the coolest guy in the picture till he gets killed. Um, <laughs> but I still, I go for the black guy in horror films because, as everyone has pointed out, the black guy on SNL, you know, he really... Yes, he pulls his way. He does a lot. I and mean, some of the most famous comedians to come out of SNL 
have been the black guy on SNL. Whereas the black guy in horror films is pointless. And once once you take the role of being the pointless one, that makes you more of a token. All right. Unfortunately, black guy on SNL wins, and we're moving on. Uh, it's Abed from the community, from community, sorry, versus Fez on that 70s show. And uh, we were talking about this, and we left Fez off for quite a while until we thought about it for a second. And Fez represents the token that almost everybody forgets. The guy who's not white and not black, and we don't really know what he is, but he speaks with an accent. And uh, I've got to vote for Fez in that one. Mike? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you, because Fez is not even his name. It's... uh F-E-S, short for Foreign Exchange Student, so they didn't even see fit to give him a real identity. He's just the Foreign Exchange Student. Just the brown guy. Kathy? Yeah, I go for Fez, too. He's too stereotypical and doesn't have a real name. <laughs> Brian? Yeah, the, uh, he's just that He's that foreign guy. That's the whole point of him being on the show. That's tokenism. That's the man. Melvin? I'll make it a clean sweep, and it's going to go to Fez, because, I mean, everything about it is, infest- is offensive, so that's that. All right, Fez wins, and we're moving on. Uh, Mike, this one's yours. It's Lisa Turtle from Saved by the Bell versus A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell. Hmm, you know, I um, I really didn't care for that show uh, in, in any form, really, uh, so I really don't care. But uh, Lisa was kind of hot, and I'd hit that, so I'll go for Lisa. (laughs) Vote for Lisa. Kathy? Lisa's got black and woman. And I didn't even know A.C. Slater was a a minority. What is he, Hispanic? I don't even know. I think he's kind of unclear brown person, not not unlike Fez. I thought he just had a really deep tan. They're in California, (laughs) right? And and he's gay. He's not gay. (laughs) Not in the show. Yeah, okay. (laughs) <laughs> I go for Lisa. Another vote for Lisa, Brian. Um, AC Slater um, gets my vote. Lisa, like 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 Mike says, she was hot. Had you know that bumping ass, and Slater was just pointless. I'll vote for AC Slater, Melvin. Uh, I have to vote for Slater as well because uh, from I, I watched uh, Saved by the Bell since the beginning. And I cannot recall a single episode that ever brought to mention uh, about Lisa being black at all. And there was one episode that called to attention uh, A.C. Slater's uh, heritage. And it happened in the college years where they you know, made him understand about his uh, Chicano heritage. So you know, the fact that they had to focus on that makes him a token from, in my book. A vote for AC Slater, and uh, I'm going to vote throw my weight behind AC Slater too, because uh, he until that episode in the college years, which is like 12 years into the show, he was not a white guy, and that's all you knew about him. So I'm going to go with AC Slater, and we are moving on. Uh, Kathy, this one is yours. It is Ahura versus Sulu. Okay, so they they were going for diversity on Star Trek, but um, once again, Uhura's got the the black and the woman going for her, and you know the 
breakthrough role for a black woman on science fiction television in the late 60s. She's basically the receptionist. So I'm going to go for a hoorah. A hoorah. <laughs> Brian. Okay. Um, from television, from a television historical point of view, I believe that Uhura was preceded by Diane Carroll as Julia, so she wasn't that much of a breakthrough. Whereas it's a common piece, commonly known piece of, of of Star Trek history that Sulu was there to represent all of Asia, since he's there to represent every different Asian group throughout the galaxy. Sulu is more token. Okay, Melvin. Um, I know this is going against my Asian heritage, but I'm going to have to go with Uhura in this because I felt like, uh, I feel like Uhura kind of broke boundaries with that character, whereas I feel like with Sulu, nothing really happened uh, with Asian Americans in television. Uh, but Uhura really did something, so... Uhura. Vote for Uhura. Uh, I'm going to vote for Sulu because he does karate. And, uh, yeah. That's one of those nice little setbacks that every Asian that you know knows karate because of the Asians that were on TV at the time in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Apparently all of them knew karate. So my vote is going to Sulu. And, Mike, it's all tied up and coming to you. Uh, I'm going to go with Sulu uh, for three words. Mad sword skills. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a vote for Sulu, and uh, he moves on, and we are moving on. Brian, this one is yours. It is Lando Calrissian versus the Falcon, Captain America's sidekick. Oh wow! Well, um, Falcon is 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 Captain America's sidekick, but he's not the only black person in Marvel Comics. Lando Calrissian is like the only black person in Star Wars movies for nearly 25 years. Therefore, Lando, you're the token, brother. All right, a vote for Lando. Melvin? Uh, Agreed, uh, Lando, because Falcon, he's just insignificant. I mean, there's nothing really token about it, I don't think. All right, so Lando. All right, another vote for Lando. And I would give my vote to the Falcon... Uh, but you're right. He he's not a token. Uh, Black Panther comes first. He's actually the first African American comic book character. But uh, other than that, he's not really a token. And I, I misspoke. He's not Captain America's sidekick. He's Captain America's partner. He says it very often. So I'm going to go with Lando. Mike. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to have to go with Lando because uh, not only. Was he introduced just to avoid the criticism of there being no black people in the Star Wars universe? Then he has to go and uh, and betray Han Solo. So since the Falcon never sold Cap out to the Red Skull, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Lando. All right. And Kathy. Clean sweep? Clean sweep. I, if for nothing else than for a cool, smooth Colt 45, Lando. <laughs> Lando Calrissian. Moving on. Melvin! This one is yours. It is Arnold from Happy Days versus Bill Sticks Downey from Happy Days. Okay. Bill Sticks Down... What was it? Bill Sticks what? What Downey. Downey. Um, wasn't he like four episodes? Four or five episodes? Yes. At the most. 
So, I mean, I don't think we can really count him. Whereas Arthur, Arnold. he's he, Arnold, Arnold, I'm sorry. He's the token Asian. Like, he's been there. For, and it's Pat and Marita. How can you not vote against? Vote for Pat Marina. I'm voting for Pat Marina. Yeah. All right. Vote for Arnold. Um, and I've got to go with Bill Sticks Downey because they brought him onto the show specifically because there are no black people on Happy Days. There are none except for the four or five episodes of Bill Sticks Downey. And there are how many seasons? Like 12, 13, 15 seasons of Happy Days? And there's five episodes with a black guy? So <laughs> i got to go with Bill. Mike? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. I mean, Arnold actually got to, uh, to be a real character, and uh, didn't they spin him off into his own show at one point? Pat, Pat Morita had a sp- had his own spinoff show. That's why I think why he left Happy. Yeah, and, uh, and Bill, he just all he got was the axe. All right. Kathy? Uh, hmm. Yeah, there were black people in the 50s? <laughs> Not if you watch Happy Days. I guess that's why I got to vote for Bill Sticks Downey. All right. And Brian? Oh, yes. Um, this is this in my book. This is the man to beat. Why? Because like any good token, his only purpose was to be the black guy, and then he went away. <laughs> and the only time he ever appeared was to show when they needed to show that Richie and Potsy and those guys were cool because they didn't let, dislike black people. And then he was gone. <laughs> All right, a vote for sticks. <laughs> And we're moving on. Uh, our next fight is Apache Chief versus Samurai, both of them from the Super Friends. And uh, while Samurai in costume is kind of offensive, um, he practices the art of Bushido. He doesn't actually do Kung Fu. His powers aren't Kung Fu based. They are actually just wind based. And, and that's about it. Um, Apache Chief, first off, a name kind of offensive. Uh, he grows by saying a fake word, nyuk nyuk, something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. And, uh, yeah, he's in more episodes of the Super Friends than anybody else. And does anybody really remember him other than the growing guy? He doesn't talk in half of them. So, Apache Chief. Mike? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to have to agree with that. Uh, Samurai, I, I really never thought was particularly offensive. His powers don't have any kind of uh, particularly Asian uh, bend to them. But Apache Chief, you know, he just, he, he would, uh, I don't remember what his magic phrase was, but it was some horrible uh, fake Native American. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go with him. All right. Kathy? Yeah, I got to say Apache Chief as well. He even got his powers on some mystical Indian uh, rite of passage thing that doesn't really exist. So Apache Chief. Brian, I, I heard you trying to say the uh, the yeah, it's, the words. It's Enik Chok. Okay, oh. Who's, where's your vote going? Uh, Apache Chief for all the reasons everybody else said. Plus, he he dressed like a typical redskin and samurai. You know, he he barely acted Asian. He in uh, most of the time he was just kind of like this cool guy with wind powers and a top knot. All right, a vote for Apache Chief, Melvin. Uh, gonna have to make it Apache Chief as well. Clean sweep. Uh, there's nothing really offensive about being a samurai, so. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> Samurais are cool, right? But I don't know. I feel like they really capitalize on a lot of offensive things. All right. Apache Chief gets the win. Clean sweep, and we're moving on. Mike, this one is yours. It is Phil Lamar versus Princess Tatiana from uh, The Princess and the Frog, the newest Disney cartoon. Well, uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Phil Lamar. Uh, you know, the the reason that he was put on this list was just his, really, the, the great diversity of tokenism that he has represented. Uh, my favorite would be as the token geek of color in Free Enterprise, um, but also he was Jon Stewart on the Justice League cartoon, and Jon Stewart was brought in instead of Kyle Rayner or Hal Jordan uh, to uh, to bring a little more color to the show, despite some uh, some people disagreeing of that being the reason. I think uh, I think it seems pretty clear. And and Jon Stewart in general was created so that there could be a a Green Lantern of color. So for all of the various tokens he represents, I'm going to give it to Phil Lamar. All right, Kathy. And I'm going to go against my whole rule of generally voting for the women and definitely voting for the women if they're black. But I I just can't. Phil Lamar has just played so many roles that are just so many tokens that I have to give it to Phil. Okay, another vote for Phil Lamar. Brian. Yeah, it's interesting. On this particular list, it's, 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 it's often uh, a choice between really extreme characters. Uh, Princess Tiana, Tiana, whatever her name is, she's pretty freaking bad. I mean, oh my God, Disney was practically giving themselves hand jobs in public about the fact, oh, we got us a black prisoners now. We got us a black prisoners now. Oh, happy day, happy day. Best thing since Uncle Remus. <laughs> but Phil Lamar, geez Louise, he's always that black guy. He's Oh, he's just He's that black guy in uh, everything. Everything. Plus, he was Samurai Jack, so he's black and Asian. He's just Phil Lamar. It's just, oh, God. Phil Lamar. Melvin? Uh, Phil Lamar as well. I mean, Princess Tiana. Wasn't, like, that whole cast black? So, I don't know. Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar. I'm going to give a vote to Princess Tiana, and you're right, almost the whole cast of that movie is black, but the only reason that they made the cast black was because they didn't have a black princess. They had an Asian princess. They had a Middle Eastern princess. I don't know for sure, but I think they might have a Hispanic princess. Don't quote me on that one. As a matter of fact, I don't. you know what? They don't have a Hispanic princess. That's She's the next there. one. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be the uh, Princess and the Pea in Guatemala or something like that. But, yeah, uh... I got to go with Tatiana just just for the fact that there there was no black princess and they're like we got to fill that hole. So moving on, uh, Kathy, this one is yours. It is Kato from. Wait, did I skip? No, I didn't skip it. Kato from uh, the Green Hornet versus Jack from Will and Grace. Oh, well, they're both sidekicks, and yes, they're both yeah. pretty. Actually, I remember seeing some of Cato and and thinking it was pretty offensive. Or I'm not sure. Um, but Jack, you know, I'm going to go for voting for the girl. I'm going to vote for Jack. <laughs> <laughs> A vote for Jack, Brian. 
how can you be a, a, a token gay character on the gayest show in the history of television? It takes a lot of talent. Yeah, well... He's the token flaming homosexual character. No, no, he was nowhere near as gay as Beverly Leslie. Okay? Where, and, and just in sheer number of episodes, he got nine seasons of Jack and gay characters featured. In the two seasons of Green Hornet, there was one episode where other Asians appeared besides Kato. And what did they do? They engaged in a kung fu battle to the death. Okay, um, I'm putting my 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 vote behind the the ghost of Bruce Lee on this one. Go Kato, go! All right, a vote for Kato, Melvin. I have to say Kato as well. I feel like on uh, Will and Grace. I mean, it is a gay show, so um, Jack being gay that doesn't make him a token. So that's what it's about. Kato, Kato. Uh, I'm gonna vote for Jack. Well, no, maybe. I want to vote for Jack. I also want to vote for Cato. Jack is a flamboyant gay guy on that show, but most of the gay people I know aren't flamboyant gay people. They Most of them are like Will and act normal, and you would never know their sexual preference, but because it was a quote-unquote gay show, they had to have a flaming homosexual to make the straight people feel comfortable. So I, you know what? I've got to vote for Jack. It's all tied up and going to you, Mike. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Cato because he would just kick Jack's ass. <laughs> yeah! All right, Cato, moving on. And we are to Brian. This one is yours. It is Preet Ross from Smallville versus Token from South Park. Wow. This, these Once again, these are two titans of tokenism. One so big, they even named him Token. Okay? <laughs> However... um. Token, it was established right, even even though for a long time he was just the guy floating around in the background, when they finally gave him a name, they said he's Token, get it? You know who he is. Pete Ross, they had to change a character who for generations has been white into a black guy. Wasn't uh, wasn't he blonde hair in the comics too? Yeah, he was a blonde haired, blue eyed, freckle faced white guy. They had to transform him into a, a black man so that there would be some color in Smallville. And there you have it. Token. Pete oh. Ross. Pete Ross. Melvin. Uh, you know, this is a tough one because Pete Ross, as you said, was created just to be the other black guy or the only black guy. Um, but I have, to, I have to go with Token because, I mean, they named him Token. How can <laughs> How can you... How do you argue against that? He's the token. So, token. All right, a vote for token. Um, you're right, Melvin. He's token. Uh, I'm in my basement right now. I've got my bass guitar and my <laughs> drums, and I, I, I magically know how, to bass, know how to play bass. I didn't know there was a bass in my basement, but there happens to be one. Yeah, token is awesome, so i got to go with token, even though... Pete Ross, they changed a white character to a black character just so they could have a black guy. I'm still going with Token. Mike? Uh, I I really want to vote for Token. I think he's a great character. He's hilarious, but like Brian said, uh, Token was created to be a joke on tokenism, whereas Pete Ross is pretty much a great living example of tokenism. Uh, You know, clearly they needed to introduce some color to the show. 
they weren't going to make you know the Lex Luthor black because that's too much of a change. Certainly not going to make Lana black because then you've got an interracial thing going on. So uh, he just became the easy character to switch. And much like Sticks, uh, many years ago they just sort of got rid of him without a whole lot of fanfare. So Pete Ross. A vote for Pete Ross. It's all tied up and going to you, Kathy. So I look back on when I did watch Smallville, and I think Pete Ross, he was black. Um, it didn't matter. Like with Winston, it didn't matter that he was black. He was the same person either way. Um, but Token is definitely um, given the Token things on South Park to do. And I was thinking about that whole thing. I don't know how to play bass. Yes, you do. All black people know how to play bass. I do know how to play bass. And for that, it's Token. A vote for Token, and Token moves on, and we, uh, and, uh, Melvin. This one's yours. It is Hawk Girl from the Justice League versus Tootie from Facts of Life. Facts of Life, sorry. All right, go with Tootie. Tootie's awesome. Tootie, go. all the way. Going with Tootie, all right. Um, I would go with Tootie. Tootie is awesome, and she is the only black character to probably ever grace that, that show. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with Hot Girl because by the time Justice League came out, that cartoon, they had one woman, but they needed another black woman, black, black woman, another woman, because you have to have two girls on teams now. Not just one. One isn't enough, but you have to have two. And, uh, well, I'm going to go with Hot Girl. Mike? Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree on Hawk Girl because uh, certainly the, we've gotten to a point where yeah Wonder Woman that she's kind of expected to be on there. It's almost as if she's not enough. And uh, you know with with Hawk Girl, you have Hawker historically has been part of a Hawk Man, Hawk Woman, or Hawk Girl team, uh, but they they didn't they didn't want that many characters on the show. So they got they actually got rid of the dude to put her on, and then they cast a Hispanic actress with a slight accent to play this redheaded character. So I'm going to go with Hawk Woman or Hawk Girl. A vote for Hawk Girl, Kathy. Tootie had to be there because this was a snooty private school, um, and they had to show that the snooty private school wasn't prejudiced against black people, and. So she's definitely a token. She's black and she's a girl. So those are my criteria for voting. And she always had to maintain her blackness. Uh, and it's like it's like growing up and hanging out with just white girls. How do you stay black? And yet she did because they told her to. So Tootie. A vote for Tootie all tied up. Going to you, Brian. See, I, I said, so, okay, I'm voting for Hawk Girl for many of the reasons that people named in the few episodes of, of, of Snacks of Life that I ever saw, I never saw anybody pointing out the fact that, that Tootie was the black character. Yes, she was obviously the black character, but it never really came up that she was there to be the you know the black character. She wasn't ever playing against type or playing into type. She was just Tootie. Whereas Hawk Girl, she's tough because even though she's a girl, she's got a Latina uh, voice actress because there's no Latino superheroes for them to actually put in there. You know, like Mike said, she's the extra girl because you have to have an extra girl now. I mean, all of those things are just kind of kind of glaring for me. So she gets my vote for being more of a token. All right. 
Hawk Girl moves on. We're at our last fight for this round, Mike. Uh, it's Yellow Ranger from Power Rangers versus the Black Ranger from Power Rangers. You know, I I think I have to go Yellow Ranger. Uh, you know, not only does she have the Asian and the female, um, she's the Yellow Ranger. <laughs> All right, Kathy. I really have no fucking clue. Um, I'm gonna go for black because it's black. Okay, because it's black. Brian. Dude, these are two titans of tokenism. Okay, you've got the Yellow Ranger, who's Asian and does karate. You've got the Black Ranger, who's played by a black actor, who break dances when he fights. <laughs> these, oh my gosh. This I forgot is- about that. I'm happy with these, my vote now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these two are, are 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 just wow. And you know what? Originally, I was going to vote for the Yellow Ranger, but when I remembered that he was the Black Ranger was doing these breakdance moves, man, that's just over the top. Black Ranger all the way. Wow, Melvin. You know what? It could go either way, um, but I have to go with Yellow Ranger. And I just, before we move on, I just want to note that um, I think in the second season they um, they got rid of three of the actors and they switched it around so that the Yellow Ranger was the black female and the Black Ranger was the Asian male. I think you know just yeah. to just to let, let's we can't show this anymore. But, <laughs> yeah, they um, realize what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, it's got to be the yellow. I'm sorry. And uh, it's all tied up and coming down to me. And I I was voting yellow all day long because. If you call Asian people yellow, that's extremely offensive. But Black Ranger breakdances. Oh, my God. I forgot about the breakdancing. And he had a high top fade. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you know what? These are so... I'm going to go to R2 on this one, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to decide. I'm not going to decide this one. Uh, odd is for the Yellow Ranger. Even is for Black Ranger. What does R2 say, Mike? R2 says five. R2 says five. That's a vote for the Yellow Ranger, and she is moving on. And we will be back right after these messages. Just to make me survival. Do you know what uh, prejudice is? No. Well, prejudice... It's when you react to someone because of their religion or their color. But I don't do that. Who is Jimmy? Jimmy's one of my Jewish friends. And you are prejudiced because you think of Jimmy as your Jewish friend and not your friend. And we are back into the second round. We've got Smurfette, Black Vulcan, Oscar Martinez, Long Duck Dong, uh, the black guy from Saturday Night Live, Fez, A.C. Slater, Sulu, Lando Calrissian, Styx, Apache Chief, Phil Lamar, Kato, Token, Hawk Girl, and the Yellow Ranger. And we're going to jump right back into the battles. Kathy, this one is yours. It is Smurfette versus Black Vulcan. You know, I'm just upset that none of my black chicks made it to the second round. Um, so, my blue chick is making it to the third. You better vote for her. Smurfette. Smurfette. Brian? Um, yeah. 
Black Vulcan. Black in his name. Black Vulcan. Black Vulcan. Melvin? Yeah, I'm going to send a token girl, uh, Smurfette. A vote for Smurfette. Um, and, and, and you know what? I'm going to have to agree. It's Smurfette. Smurfette is more of a token, slightly more offensive than Black Vulcan, because Black Vulcan was just Black Lightning, and, oh, but there is that one thing that Black Vulcan has. The fact that almost all Black superheroes in the DC Universe have static or lightning powers. That's all they have. Static Shock has lightning. Black Lightning is lightning. Lightning has lightning. So you know what? How was it? I'm going Black Vulcan. It's all tied up and going to you, Mike. You know, I think uh, let's give it to Black Vulcan because out of all of the the token characters to uh, make it onto the Super Friends, they didn't even see fit to give him pants. No, he didn't. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, Apache Chief had the little, you know kind of sash or whatever but uh but he's black vulcan he's just got no pants yeah. even even aquaman had pants aquaman had pants all right next fight brian this one is yours is oscar martinez from the office versus long duck dong yeah oscar martinez has, at least has the dignity of having a regular human name uh long duck dong's name is a very bad penis joke long duck dong Long Duck Dong, Melvin. Oh, gosh, I love these two. Uh, but uh, uh, Long Duck Dong, because, I mean, at least I can be proud of Oscar Martinez. I can't be proud of Long Duck Dong. Uh, yep. All right, a vote for Long Duck Dong. And uh, LDD's getting a vote for me, too, because it is a bad penis joke, and he really did set back Asian culture in this country. 20 maybe 30 years mike you know i'm i'm gonna keep it alive for uh for the brown man it's uh, oscar for me vote for oscar and kathy i'm gonna have to go with the double of having um being a latino and gay and give it to oscar but unfortunately long duck dong moving on uh next fight melvin this one's yours it is the black guy from saturday night live versus random guy of color fez Fez. Fez, just for, I don't know how many seasons that lasted, but he uh, characterized other than just him being the the foreign guy. So, I mean, we don't even know, I don't even know if we know what country he's from. Nope. Uh, it's really indiscriminate, so it's got to be uh, Fez. A vote for Fez. I'm going to go with Fez, too, because it, it really, you have no idea where he comes from. Uh, I don't even remember if they, they, they narrowed it down to a continent. I don't know if they said he's from South America or Europe. So uh, I'm going Fez. Mike? Uh, I'm going to stick with the uh, black guy from Saturday Night Live. Uh, you know, Fez is just one character. But uh, the black guy from Saturday Night Live is a legacy. <laughs> All right. Kathy? And the black guy on Saturday Night Live had to play a lot of different token characters. It was a broad range of token characters. Um, and Fez just plays the one. So, black guy on SNL. Black guy on SNL. Brian. Yeah, but Fez was an active part on the part of the was an active on the part of the producers to create 
the super token. So whereas that the SNL thing just happened naturally, Fez is is uh, is a lab produced super token. So I'm going with Fez. All right, Fez, moving on. And uh, we got our next fight here. AC Slater versus Sulu. And, uh, you know, I got. I still got to go with AC Slater. I still got to go with Mario Lopez. Mike? Uh, you know, I'm going to give it to Sulu because, you know, they, they gave Slater basically a white man's name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kathy? And I... I still don't get the ethnicity of Slater. He's still a white guy to me. And Slater's kind of gay, but Sulu has the Asian thing, and he's totally a homosexual. So even though they didn't say that on the show, I give it to Sulu. All right, a vote for Sulu. Brian? Oh, my. (laughs) Sulu was, was, was Japanese in the classic and then when they make the new movie, they make him Korean, and nobody seems to have a problem with that. He's <laughs> Sulu. Sulu. And Melvin. Uh, Brian's logic makes sense, so I guess I'll, I'm convinced. Sulu. Sulu. Next fight is Lando versus Sticks, the drum player in Richie's band. Mike? Uh, you know, I think I'm still going to stick with Lando. Uh, you know, Kathy pointed out that not only when they had to go get a black guy, they had to get one who was a spokesman for Colt 45. So uh, I'm going to stick with Lando. Kathy? Smooth Colt 45. Lando. Lando. Brian? Yeah, you know, Billy D. Williams was a pimp. He did wear a cape. He was hitting on the white chick the first thing you do when you see him. However, he's in 66% of, of the first trilogy of Star Wars movies, at least the first ones released. So he's in there 66% of the time. Styx Downey was a fucking ghost. He, that's all, he's just, boom. Did Styx Downey blow up the Death Star? No, he did not. But he sure did play drums in a fake band. Styx. A vote for Styx, Melvin? Um, I guess I have to say Lando. Lando's an icon. I mean, when a token becomes an icon, that's the ultimate token. Lando, and and you're right. Uh, not only is he an icon, when when you think people will call, will say that that guy is Lando, or they will refer to him as a Lando situation scenario, and they mean. He's the only one there, the only black guy. And and like you said before, Lando did betray the shit out of everybody. His best friend, supposedly. So I gotta go vote for Lando, too. And we are moving on, Kathy. This one is yours. It is Apache Chief versus Phil Lamar. Oh. I mean, as far as I can remember, Apache Chief is really offensive. Um, but he is part of, you know, all four of those super friends that were, were put on to give more diversity to the super friends. And and Phil Lamar still is Phil Lamar and plays so many great characters of color that I got to give to Phil. A vote for Phil. Brian? Yeah, a, a Apache Chief is a made-up character. Phil Lamar is real. He's <laughs> He's the token in real life. I got to go with Phil Lamar. 
A vote for Phil Lamar. Melvin? Um, I'm Phil Lamar. I mean, Apache Chief, he, yeah, as, as was mentioned earlier, he's part of a group of people who came in to be tokens, so we can't reward all of them. So Phil Lamar did, uh, he's more of an icon. All right, a vote for Phil Lamar. And uh, Phil Lamar is also the token black guy on Futurama. He is also the token black guy in the original cast of Mad TV. Yeah, he's a lot of token black guys, so as, as offensive as Apache Chief is, I'm still going to go with Phil Lamar. Mike? You know, uh, you, you left one out there. He was the voice of Robbie Robertson on the Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, so once again, the only black guy in the Spider-Man cast. Uh, it's got to be Phil. All right. Phil Lamar in a clean sweep. Uh, Brian, this one is yours. It is Cato versus Token. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Cato because, you know, not only is he the only Asian in, in almost the entire series, but, you know, he does martial arts. And uh, he's a sidekick. Come on. Cato. Cato Melvin. Oh, gosh. Uh, I have Token. Uh, token's in the name. I got to go with that. Token. Token. Um, I would vote for Token. But Token is in on the joke. It's not like... Uh, you know, token token is there to be the do- token black character, and they make fun of the fact that he is there for token black character. Almost the same thing with Fez, but Kato is basically the beginning of a positive Asian ex- uh, Asians on television. So, and positive? What do you mean positive? Uh, better than a, a house servant or something other than that. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's all it's just karate. That's all that was depicted. I know, and that's what makes him worse. <laughs> it's just karate. Uh, yeah, so I got to go with Kato, Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Kato also because uh, you know Bruce Lee uh, missed out on the lead role in Kung Fu, but he could sure as hell get the sidekick role in uh, the Green Hornet. And Kathy. And I gotta say, didn't Cato like invent the whole? St- I mean, didn't Bruce Lee invent the whole stereotype of Asians knowing kung fu and and being able to do karate? No, um, it was it was actually in existence before this. And there's really? an episode of The Flintstone where they go for judo lessons, and a really racist Japanese ter- stereotype <laughs> is teaching them <laughs> karate, going hokatoshi ho. But Bruce Lee brought it to everybody. He brought it to a lot of people. And your vote was for Cato. And actually, are, what? actually, I'm giving it to Token. Just oh, your vote? A, a Token vote. It's it's still he still lost. Yes, he did. <laughs> Melvin, this fight is yours. It is Hawk Girl versus the Yellow Ranger. Oh well, uh, I mean the Yellow Ranger, Yellow Ranger. Because um, I, I didn't vote for Hawk Girl the first time. I don't see why I would change that. And the whole argument, you know, she's just there so she could be the second female. But there was already a female. I, I still can't go behind Hawk Girl. But wow. it's for the Yellow Ranger. Vote for Yellow Ranger. And, uh, yeah, 
It's got to be Yellow Ranger. It's I, I'm not even going to explain myself. I explained myself last round. Yellow Ranger. Mike? Yeah, you know, I, I actually was not aware that they uh, switched the race of the character. Um, but then they, they you know, made it a black woman. So they, they decided to just sort of flip the tokens. So yeah. uh, I, will, I will stick with Yellow Ranger. And Kathy? I don't care. <laughs> what? Uh- <laughs> I, I'll Yellow Ranger. <laughs> yellow Ranger, clean sweep, Brian. Clean sweep. It is a clean sweep. Yellow Ranger, moving on. Uh, on to our next fight. Uh, it's for me. I'm just looking at my name now. It is Black Vulcan versus Long Duck Dong, and I have to go Long Duck Dong. Uh, I was reading an interview that uh, what is his name? Get, Getty or Watanabe? Yeah. He, he was like, I had no idea that, you know, when I did it, I was like, hey, no big deal. I had no idea that it was going to be looked on as a blight on the Asian community for the next 25 years. So I've got to go with LDD. Mike? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it to Black Vulcan uh, primarily for his appearance on uh, Harvey Birdman when he mentioned that uh, Aquaman actually suggested his name. And uh, he said, well, yeah, well, why don't you call yourself Whitefish? <laughs> and uh, I thought that was pretty clever, so I'll give it to Black Vulcan. Okay, Kathy? Yeah, it's a good story, but I'm still going to give it to Long Duck Dong, because I love that name, <laughs> and I love that character, and he comes up in conversation with my friends all the time. And you love Long Dongs. I do. <laughs> Brian? Yeah. Like, you know, Black Vulcan, nobody in the black community knows who the hell he is, really, and nobody cares about him. People hate Getty Watanabe. He can't go anywhere where Asians are because of Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong? <laughs> Melvin? Oh, uh, I, Long Duck Dong. Uh, it's, just, I, it's just clear as day. He, he just brought us down many notches. <laughs> I, which came first, Long Duck Dong or uh, Data from Goonies? Uh, I believe it's Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong. So yeah, he set the pace. So See, he set the tone. That's and then Data started doing that, and, and that yeah, it's horrible. Uh, yeah, all the other Asians that came after were the stereotypes. So. Yeah. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. Long Duck Dong. Moving on. It's Fez versus Sulu. Uh, you know, I'm going to give it to Sulu because that means in the next round he's going up against Long Duck Dong. And if movies and television have taught me anything, that means karate fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kathy? Uh I got to give it to Sulu because I just love Sulu. And, and Brian had a good point about them changing him from... Japanese to Korean and no one caring because, you know, one, one Asian or another, doesn't matter. Sulu. <laughs> Brian? Yeah, and, and as much as I, I made a strong argument for Sulu, Fez is, is he's Fez. I mean, they, they, they cast a brown guy to play the generic foreign guy. They don't ever give you any information about him. He's got an indiscriminate accent and a long history of strange activities that are tradition in his homeland. Fez. (laughs) Vote for Fez. Melvin? Sulu. Uh, I've been a 
big supporter of Fez throughout, but uh, this one has to go to Sulu. Uh, Sulu has already won. I could vote for Fez, but you know what, Mike? I do like your logic, and I really do like Kung Fu fighting. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to go really offensive and go with Sulu. And we are moving on to our next fight. Uh, Kathy, this one is yours. Ooh, it is Lando versus Phil Lamar. <sighs> oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Are you playing um. yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Lando. I know. That's why I had to ask. Billy D has that effect. You know, I really like the Geek Boys, too, so I could be thinking about Phil. You could. Um... I'm going to send this one to R2-D2 because I just can't choose. They're both so tokeny in their own way. All right. Odd is for Lando. Even is for Phil. What does R2 say? R2 says one. Vote for Lando. And... Uh, was that a surprise? He oh, always right. votes for the he Lucas always, character. Always votes for the Lucas character. I don't even know why we did that. Uh, well, Brian? Yeah, you know, I, I was going to vote for Phil Lamar because in reality, he's he's the most, you know, token. But this isn't reality. This is geek fights. And Lando just pissed me off when I was a kid. It's like, oh, God, the cape, the, 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 the finger wave perm. You know, the fact that he betrays everybody and everybody was talking about, see, there's a black guy in Star Wars, too. Gee, thanks for making the traitor. The Wookiee is cooler than Lando. So I'm voting for Lando. Lando Melvin. Oh, two titans of tokenism. I have to go with Lando on this one because he's he's the bigger icon in my my mind. Uh, Vote for Lando. And uh, I'm going to vote for Lando, too, because I enjoy Colt 45 as an adult because... (laughs) Lando Calrissian was the one that was pitching it to me as a, what, five- or six-year-old child. That's what I saw, was Lando Calrissian saying, you should drink this beer because it'll make you cool. So, I can't wait till I grow up and I can drink it. Grow up? What are you talking about? <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> every time. Mike? Yeah, I'm, I think I have to go with Lando because every once in a while, Phil Lamar plays a white guy. Yes, he does. Every now and again. And, uh, Brian, this one is yours. Uh, it is Kato versus the Yellow Ranger. Wow, it's Asians who, who do karate up against each other. Yeah, and, and, and unfortunately, unfortunately for Kato, he's up against an Asian who's a martial artist dressed in a yellow costume who was gender-swapped from the original Japanese. So... They just made her, they made the original male Yellow Ranger into a chick so that they could have more chicks in the show. Yellow Ranger. A vote for Yellow Ranger, Melvin. Um, I have to go with uh, the Yellow Ranger because Asian chicks are awesome. Well, yes, they are awesome. They're quite hot. (laughs) They are quite hot, and she was really hot in The Crow, too, because she was in The Crow, too. I remember that much. Oh, and she also, she she was killed, wasn't she? Yeah, Troy Chang is killed. What? Yeah, she got killed. I'm I'm giving her respect, so, for martyrdom. The Yellow Ranger is dead? I didn't know. Oh, my God. Dead a long time. 
I'm so sad now. I'm, I'm voting for the Yellow Ranger too, but not because she's dead. I was going to vote for her because she's really offensive. <laughs> Mike? Yeah, I, I was going to vote for Yellow Ranger because despite being a token, Kato still came off as cool. Nobody wanted to be Green Hornet. Everybody wanted to be Kato. Uh, Yellow Ranger, not particularly cooler than any of the other Rangers, as far as I'm concerned. All right. And Kathy? Um, you know, the Yellow Ranger, it, it was a Japanese show that came over to America, so being Japanese isn't really token on a Japanese-style show. Um, I'm going to go with Kato, because it's Bruce Lee. But unfortunately, Yellow Ranger has already won, and we are at our final four. And it's actually quite surprising. It is Long Duck Dong, Dong Sulu, the Yellow Ranger, and Lando. There are three Asians and one black guy. I was not expecting that. I was expecting well, a, a higher quotient of black in there. Asians are the most easily offended, so. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> then it works out. Uh, we're going to go jump right in. Uh, Kathy. You're going to take the first side. You're going to take Long Duck Dong, because you love Long Dong, uh, versus Sulu. Oh, this is this is difficult. Um, I'm going to say, since they were trying for diversity, and Sulu wasn't the only uh, character who was not uh, white male on Star Trek, as, as much as I love him, i got to say, Long Duck Dong was the only... Let me think about it. I'm pretty sure the only minority character in the entire movie, 16 Candles, and one of the most memorable with the most memorable lines and the most hated. So I have to say Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong, Brian? Yeah, an important factor for me in what makes a token a token is is whether or not they have any you know relevance to the series or the or or whatever. Sulu was actually considered, you know, to be an essential part of the crew. Long Duck Dong, besides being a dick joke, was just a bad joke. He had the stupid accent. He was chasing after the white girls. You know, he, he, he was basically offensive to all minorities. Whereas Sulu was the opposite. So Long Duck Dong. Oh, for Long Duck Dong. Melvin. I have because, you know, Long Duck Dong was there as the joke. He, you know, he, I mean, were, yeah, and Sulu, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't a joke. Long Duck Dong was. Vote for LDD. Um, and, and, and you're right. Sulu, even though he is a token, just like Uhura, they were there because they, they felt like they needed to have that, that portion of society representative represented in Star Trek in the future. Um, Long Duck Dong brings nothing to the table. He is, he's not good for society in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so I've got to go with Long Duck Dong. Mike? Well, even though he's already lost, I'm going to stick with Sulu. Uh, like I said, I don't think that Long Duck Dong really qualifies as a token. He's a stereotype. But he's not put in there to kind of create some sort of diversity. He's put in there just to be made fun of. And that's a stereotype, not quite a token. 
and uh, plus Sulu rocks. All right. Uh, but Long Duck Dong is in the finals. Brian, we're, you're taking the other side. This fight is yours. It is Lando Calrissian versus the Yellow Ranger. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's, uh, well, just because they're, they, 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 and, and subsequent seasons of the Power Ranger, the incredibly racist Yellow Ranger was, was followed by subsequent Asians, whereas it literally took them 20 years, 25 years to get another black person into the Star Wars franchise. I want to have to vote for Lando. Uh, vote for Lando. Melvin. Okay. Uh, well, Lando's an icon. Yellow Ranger was... I mean, we don't even... Uh, so, I, I... Lando. Vote for Lando. Um... Yeah, I would I would vote for the Yellow Ranger. But, like Brian said, it took him 25 years to put another black guy in Star Wars. And what is he? He's security. That's it. They're, like, black people in Star Wars in general already have sh- shit jobs. And the one shining, gleaming example of black people, he's a traitor who tries to fuck white women. So, I gotta go with Lando Calrissian. Mike? Yeah, in, in the Star Wars universe, there are more green people, more blue people, more people of pretty much every color than black. And uh, I have to give it to Lando. And Kathy? Smooth. Colt 45. <laughs> Lando, I don't give a shit about the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> you just like saying smooth Colt 45. And we are at our final... It is Long Duck Dong versus Lando Calrissian, uh, at Lando Lando Leroy Calrissian, as its full name. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. Who you got? You know, um, I'm sticking with my argument. Lando was clearly created just to uh, combat the criticism of the the tremendous whiteness of the Star Wars universe, and uh, he's just much cooler. Lando. Kathy? Now, I gotta um, argue against the criticism of Long Duck Dong not being in there to, like, be be a token as a good example, but in this movie, they're making fun of every other character's flaws, and they're, they're, they're making fun of their groups, their cliques, and everything. So, adding an Asian character to make fun of is actually tokenism in that movie. Um, but I'm still going to go with Lando because I want a cold 45 now. Ooh. Brian? Okay. Long Duck Dong being an incredibly offensive Asian joke was on purpose. The writers and producers, John Hughes, they put that guy in there and they pretty much knew what they were doing. Lando was an attempt to be more inclusive. Say, you know what? Let's respond to the criticisms of black people by putting a regular black guy in there who wears a finger wave and a cape, dresses like a pimp, hits on white women whenever you see him. Oh, and he'll betray you at the drop of a hat. I think I'm going to have to vote with Lando on this one. (laughs) Okay, Melvin. Uh, yeah, I have to say Lando as well, because he's become an icon. Uh, I think I've said that 
already, but um, <laughs> uh, whereas Long Duck Dong, I don't, I don't know if I could really vote for that being, being the, the most, if I was voting for the coolest token, yeah, Lando. If I was voting for the most offensive token, Long Duck Dong, and I'd rather vote for the cooler one. All right. A vote for Lando, and uh, I'll go ahead and make it a quick clean sweep. It is Lando Calrissian, but but like I said before, why did they let him shill beer? Why did they let Lando Calrissian shill beer after Star Wars? That should have been in his contract that he couldn't do that, because he was doing it before Star, Star Wars, and he did it after Star Wars. Makes no sense. And, and now there's a problem with malt liquor and uh, drugs in the, the black community. Yeah, That was there before Lando. Shut up! They don't know that. <laughs> I'm voting for Lando, and Lando is the best token minority. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd like to thank the get, our guests for joining us. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Melvin? Um, I got a Tumblr blog. Uh, it's about TV. I talk about TV, just like now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, where is it at? Melverine.tumblr.com. Uh, All right. Brian, do you have anything? I'd like to say that if you've got that special lady who you'd like to get her panties off, <laughs> I suggest a big frosty can of Colt 45. <laughs> it works every time. Uh, Kathy, do you have anything to plug? You know, I'd just like to say that I really had a crush on Lando when I saw Empire Strikes Back, and I actually bought the Lando Calrissian tie-in books and loved them. But no, I have nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. Uh, I'd like to thank TrekCast for occasionally airing my uh, Star Trek trivia, Mania for having a cool site and occasionally using some of the stuff that we have. Uh, for all things Trek, look no further than Subspace Comms, Subspace comms.com, which is kind of hard to say. I should go subspace communique because they actually have a, a, a new uh, podcast over there, Life After Trek. They've got a couple good interviews up. And of course, Jarrett Formby for the pimped out intros that he occasionally creates for us. Uh, Mike? Uh, you can find me every week on the Zod Complex podcast at zodcomplex.com. Uh, you can email us at geekfights at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're Geekfights. Or you can become a fan on Facebook. Just look for Geekfights. Damon? And if you would like to be on the panel, uh, just contact us. All it really takes is a headset and Skype to join the Legion of Geeks. Uh, you can also get on the emailing list by contacting me, Damon Shaw, on Facebook. And uh, if you could, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Review us and say that we're shitty or say we're great. It doesn't matter. Rate and review us on iTunes, too. Our upcoming battles, uh, the next one is Scariest Movie of All Time. And the next one after that is going to be Best Death and Resurrection. Um, until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Don't let the school taste Good night. about Colt 45.
There are two rules to remember if you want to have a good time. Rule number one, never run out of Colt 45. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. You want to know why you should keep plenty of Colt 45 on hand? You never know when friends might show up. I don't claim you can have a better time with Colt 45 than without it. But why take chances? The power of Colt 45. It works every time. That was a good one. So, yeah. Lando. Lando. I didn't expect Lando to, to come up. He was the dark horse. 